Hello everybody and welcome to the very first I'm Adopted podcast for 2019. My name is Alex Gilbert and I am a Russian adoptee. I came to New Zealand when I was two years old in 1994 and I was raised in a small town of Whangarei. Now I believe this podcast is going to be great because it opens up a voice for adopted people all around the world and it really connects each other. It's about opening that community, opening the the voice for adopted people to talk to each other, to let each other know that it's okay to talk about it. And this is why it's important to connect. And so a little bit about myself. Um, I created the I'm Adopted Project in 2015 after I did a search for my birth parents in 2013. Now the information I had of my birth parents was really nothing. It was only the names on paper. And obviously, I did not know this when I was doing the search in the beginning, but my birth father's name was not a real name. The only information I had then was just my birth mother, Tatiana. And that was the only name I had. I had no photos, no date of birth, nothing else. All I knew is I was adopted from this orphanage at the age of two, with my birth mother being unable to look after me. And she had no money, she didn't know what to do, and she just thought it was the right thing to do. And in those cases, you have to think, you put yourself in their shoes. You put them. You put yourself in their situation. You try to understand that it was very. It was a very difficult time in the early 1990s in Russia, in the Soviet, just coming out of the Soviet Union, and so you really got to put yourself in your birth parents' shoes before you can assume or judge within reason about you know why they gave you up. But I never look at that as being. I never hold a grudge. I never hold any anger to my birth parents for. What they did, and in fact, you know, I'm 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 happy as an adopted person about how I was raised in New Zealand. I am very proud of my childhood. I'm proud of my parents adopting me and my brother from Russia at such an early age, and I'm very thankful for that. And so, with my mum and dad, they decided to adopt children from Russia in the early 1990s, and they actually had some friends who had also adopted from Russia. And so, this was an option for them as they couldn't have children themselves. And they really want to look at a way that they could grow a family appropriately and looking at options. And this is what they decided to do. So in 1994, they came over to Russia when my brother and I was two years old. Now, my brother Andre, he is also adopted from the same orphanage, and but he has different birth parents. So my mum and dad came to Russia in 1994, July, in the summer of 1994 to Arkhangelsk, Russia, which is where I was born. And they came and got my brother and I. Now, I don't remember anything from the orphanage being so young, I don't have any memory of Russia at all. I came to New Zealand when I was two years old, and apparently I was able to understand the Russian language as a two-year-old. Um, I was able to respond very quickly to the caretakers from the orphanage when they were speaking to me in Russian, but I have no memory of that. I have no recollection of any of that from Russia. I don't remember anything from the orphanage. My first memory as an adoptee would definitely be just being in New Zealand at my and probably my third birthday or one of my first Christmases, I remember that very clearly, and I just don't have any memory. I don't know. Maybe it's in general most people at the age of two do not remember anything, but I really just have nothing. I don't know any memory. I don't have any memory at all. So when we got to Whangarei in August 1994, we had to try and get ourselves adjusted to everything. I think quite quickly, as two, as my mum and dad had adopted these two Russian boys from Russia and now they've got them in their house and the family has pretty much just started it's began everything has started very slowly but also very fast 
And it was something that I think my mum and dad had to adjust to and understand that, look, it's going to take a while for these two boys to understand what is going on, why they are here, and what what is this all about. They were too young to understand that we were in an orphanage, of, of course. And But I think I remember when I was very young, I also was very interested in knowing where I come from. And as I slowly started to grow up, I started to realize more about where I come from. And my mum and dad were always open and honest about where we come from, showing photos and videos and just keeping us updated with our history, our background and our roots. And that was really special to us. I was always curious about Russia. I was always curious about New Zealand. I was always curious about the history of both of the countries. And I understand later when I was growing up that New Zealand obviously is a lot younger, (laughs) a lot younger than Russia. And my mum and dad would always show us videos of the orphanage and show us videos of us walking around Arkhangelsk as as two-year-olds with them when they went over there in 1994. And to me, that was just incredible. And I was so young to understand, really, where is Russia? I didn't know anything about Russia. I I asked my mum and dad often about my birth parents. And I, I asked them in a very nice way. I would say, if you guys, if you mum and dad were ever keen on me meeting my birth parents, how would you feel? And obviously my mum and dad, that took them a while to really understand that our son really wants to find his birth parents one day and meet them. And my mum and dad have always been supportive since day one, saying, if you meet your birth parents one day, it would make our lives. It would be incredible for us and it would definitely open up the family more. And I know that themselves, as well as me being curious, they're also curious as well. As adoptive parents, I believe that they were interested in knowing who my birth parents were, as well as my brothers as well. And that was always saying that it was was on my mind quite often growing up, just not in not in a bad way of me thinking, oh right, I want to get out of this family, I want to leave, I want to go back to Russia, I want to find where my so-called mum and dad are. But it's never been like that. It's always been me being curious and making that connection with my birth parents, just understanding my background and my roots and my identity as an adoptee from Russia. It was something that I was proud of, as well as being proud of being in this beautiful New Zealand family that raised me. And to me, and to me that's, that was always something I stuck to growing up. And it was something that I was very open and honest about. Even going to school growing up, people would often ask us, what is with your name? Because my first name is actually Sasha. And my middle name is Alexander. So during, during primary school and going to school, and I, I also went to school with my brother at the same time, people would often ask us, what is with your names, Andre and Sasha? Are you two brothers? How are you guys related? It was always questions that we had to really answer all the time to other children as well as other parents. And my mum and dad were always honest about it and always answering the questions and always telling the stories. And I thought that was pretty awesome and it was just really, it was incredible. Now going forward in time, I don't want to go through the whole spiel about my childhood too much. I could probably leave that for another podcast, but it's a, it's a more of an introduction of my background about where I come from and where I was raised. Now, I was raised in Whangarei until I was 18. I left home at the age of 18. My brother and I actually left home. We both went to separate towns. I went to Auckland, the big city here in New Zealand, and my brother went to Wellington, the capital. And I went to go and study film and television in 2011 because I've always been interested in television work, camera work, photography, you name it, and to do with television. That's what I wanted to do. And so when I left film and television school, I knew that I then had to try and work myself into the industry. And that was something that was always quite quite difficult, but 
I managed to talk to the right people, make the right contacts, and now that's where I work. My full-time job in television. And so this was about 2012, I started working in television, and then in 2013 was when I took the step to go searching for my birth parents. Now, as some of you may know or not know, I actually did a search for my birth parents in 2009. It was just a little quick search during high school, but I realized that it was going to be very difficult. I was 10 years ago now, and I knew that this was going to be very difficult to find any information because I was unable to find anything at all, and nobody was able to help me start the search with my birth parents. I only had my birth parents' names, and people would say often to me, but that's too little information. You need more information on your birth parents to start the search. That's not enough. And so I thought, okay, let's put this on hold. I was a little bit disappointed. I was a little bit upset, but I knew that now was not the time. So I waited until 2013 when I was 21. Actually, sorry, I wasn't 21 when I did the search for my birth parents. I was 20, but I was very close to turning 21. But in that year that I turned 21, in the beginning of the year, I started to do the search again. And I pulled out the papers, pulled out the documents, and I wanted to, I really wanted to go and do a search for my birth parents in Russia one more time. Let's give it a go, I thought. Let's thought. I thought to myself, let's try this. Let's see what information I can find. Maybe down the line, there's more information out there on the internet. Maybe it's more open. Maybe there's something that can actually help me track down my birth parents. And that's what I did. I started searching through Russian social media websites. I actually started using a website called vk.com, vidcontacti.com, and classmates, ok.ru. And I did a search for my birth mother first. I couldn't find anything on my birth father when I kept trying to search up his name without realizing I didn't realize that his name was made up on my papers. That was something I was completely unaware of when I was doing the search. I didn't. I just thought, okay, maybe he's not an active person online. Maybe he doesn't have any social media at all. But with me saying that my birth mother also has no social media, but somebody out there knew of my birth mother. And this is where the search started to get very fast and dramatic and it started to happen all very fast within a week of me trying to start the search for my birth parents. So my birth mother Tatiana was a name I searched up online. I didn't search up Tatiana of course, I searched up her full name, her middle name and her last name. And I reached out to a community that was named after her last name in classmates, ok.ru, and somebody in, in Rabinsk, weird little town, never heard of it before, it's outside Moscow, they reached out to me and said, we know a Tatiana with that exact name, who now lives in Rabinsk and not, Arkhang- not Arkhangelsk, which was where I was born. And I was interested to know what was going on with this, I wanted to know who they were, I wanted to know how I can begin talking to her, how can I get in contact, everything was new to me. Obviously, I didn't know anything much about calling land landline phone numbers in Russia, she didn't have a mobile. I didn't know how to really communicate through that. I also understood that she does not speak any English. Of course, I knew this growing up because Russia speaks Russian. I know that for a fact. But I wasn't prepared to start really understanding that I have to really sort this out now. Because if I want to get in contact with them and I want to make think, make the get the ball rolling, I really have to start doing these steps right now. And that's what I did. I got in touch with my birth mother through a friend and she went to her house and she contacted her and said look you have a son in New Zealand he's reaching out to you what is going on and she doesn't she has never told anybody in her family that she had a son in New Zealand or she didn't know where I was to be honest she to be fair 
She had no idea where I was. She just knew that she placed her son in an orphanage, in the hospital, sorry, when I was born. And the hospital then placed me in the orphanage. But she had no idea what happened to me. She had no clue. And so what happened was she was shocked. She couldn't believe that I was reaching out to her after all these years since the early 90s. And I think she was ashamed. She was upset. She said sorry. She didn't... She felt like she didn't deserve to talk to me, I think. And I felt like she was just so overwhelmed with everything. And she just thought may, I might have been angry at her. I might have been upset with her, asking her, why did you let me go? Why did you place me in this orphanage? I'm now reaching out to you because I'm going to tell you this. Why, why, why? But it was never the case. I just wanted to connect with my birth mother and make that connection with her, which is exactly what I did. And that's how everything began. So... After a few days, someone went to my birth mother's house and she then opened up more about me and she said, yes, I have a son. His name is Sasha, born on the 1st of April. She remembered my birthday very well. I was her only son. And she now lives, she moved from Arkhangelsk and she now lives in a small village outside Moscow called Rabinsk. Well, a small village, small town, but she lives in a village area. I knew that after I got in contact with her and she knew about me, I had to take small steps, never rush into it, and I knew that she was afraid. She was scared, she was nervous, she was worried about what I would ask her, asking her about her past, asking about my birth father, and that was something I was I was only interested really in when I can meet her and about my birth father. I didn't want to ask her questions about what happened in the past when I was born, that's the past. Let's move on to the future, let's make that contact now as as a good relationship I wanted to grow. And so that's what she told me about my birth father and I found out that the name was completely different and I also realized that he had no idea about me and he didn't know what was coming when I sent him a message reaching out to him about a week later asking him about my birth mother, telling him about my story and saying, look, I believe I'm your son from New Zealand. Is this Misha? And of course, being this Russian man with a new family and a new daughter, and you get this message from the stranger saying, "I believe I'm your son." It was a big, it was a, it was a shock. It was a, he felt like it was a joke. He didn't know what was going on, and like an April Fool's joke sort of thing. It was around the same time, and I said to him, "It's no joke." And we got on Skype, we talked, and we had a good conversation. And he was so he was crying. He was happy. He was he was full of emotions. He said he felt he he was upset with my birth mother because she didn't tell him. In the early 90s, she, she left town without even telling telling him what was going on. They were in a relationship, but she was embarrassed and she was shy and she was scared what he might think about being pregnant, And but she left town. And I know that it upset Misha a lot because he told me later down the line that he did have a really good relationship with my birth mother, but she was, you know, she just disappeared and nobody knew where she went. None of your friends knew where she went. And that's still to this day a lot of questions I have really about that situation. But I don't I don't want to throw that at her. She let's move on. I never want to throw any of those questions at her. We have to move on and go straight to the now. And that is important. And he ended my birth father understands that as well. And so we got in contact with both um both each other. I got in contact with my birth mother and then my birth father. And then eventually came to planning to go to Russia. 
And so I was living in Auckland. My mum and dad were, but you know, they're overwhelmed about everything. They were shocked. They were they were excited. They had they you know they gave me their full support. And I was ready to go to Russia and go and experience this for the first time. Obviously, I left there when I was two years old. I don't remember it. I don't know anything about what it is like being inside Russia. I don't remember any of that. So it was all going to be a new experience for me. But I was ready to go. I was ready to make that step and go and meet them. But I realized that I had to get a Russian passport. I couldn't go on my New Zealand passport. It was a lot of little things that I just didn't think about prior to going to Russia. And so that's what I did. I started started the step to getting my Russian passport. I renewed my USSR one, which took about five months. But eventually, I eventually got it. And in November 2013, I eventually went to Russia to meet my birth parents for the very first time. And I was ready. I was ready to go. I wanted to go and meet them. I wanted to see what this life was like for them. And I really wanted to start that relationship with both my birth parents as well as having their support of my mum and dad by my side and just, you know, really growing the family. It's what it felt like. It felt like my family had grown. And I always listen to the song constantly. Um, it's 660, Don't Forget Your Roots. It's a very famous New Zealand song. And it goes, the lyrics always go like, don't forget your roots, don't forget your family. And my family is here. And then I've got my roots, which is definitely my Russian side. Um, it is, it's about making that connection as a family. And it was something that was really important to me because I really wanted to grow that connection with my birth parents. No matter what their situation is like, no matter what their lives are like, I was happy that I would have been satisfied completely completely with how their life is going all of that stuff I would have been satisfied because I would have made that connection with them and at the end of the day that's what made me smile and that's what really made me happy and that's that was important that was a very important step for me and so in November 2013 I went to Russia and I went to meet my birth mother and it was a it was a very awkward meeting it was a very awkward situation but it was the first time we had met and I felt like she was trying to tell me, I'm so sorry. Um, she thought I was upset with her, I think. And I always told her, no, everything is fine. Let's let's make this connection for us as, you know, as you're my birth mother and I'm your son. I'm your only son. Come on, let's let's make this a positive thing. And she understood that and that's what we did. And it was good. And we keep that connection going. But... My connection with my birth mother is not as strong as my birth father. Um, my birth father, with his contact, his his our relationship to this day now is just incredible. I've met him many times now already in Russia, and I did meet him after the day after I met my birth mother, and it really just honestly it just blows my mind to understand, well, not really understand at all about how how he was feeling, how he managed to tell his entire family that he had the son in New Zealand. I, I couldn't understand what he was going through, the emotions and everything like that. And yet, he was so open. He opened his, his life to me. And he said, I want you to be part of my family. In a way, of, of course, not going back to Russia and living with his family. and you know, But being part of his life and being part of his family. And then he, he told me he really wanted to also grow a, a contact and relationship with my mum and dad here. And I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything better. It was something that has just been incredible with my birth father, and I thank him every day for that. And I just, I'm very grateful and very thankful of how that turned out. 
But of course, as us being adopted around, you know, all of us different people, we all have different, we all have different stories. And I understand that not every story is positive. And it's it's not it's not something to glamorize about adoption stories. There's nothing that's always going to be 100% perfect. You don't know what situation you're going to be in. You you have to be prepared for anything. And I believe that is a, an important factor if you're going to search for your birth parents. And this is what this is all about. This is what the I'm Adopted podcast is really all about. And of course, it's all based on the I'm Adopted Facebook page, which you can have a look on um, online. It's Facebook forward slash, facebook.com forward slash I'm Adopted ORG org. And also we're on Instagram as well. And of course, myself, you can see me on there. I am on Instagram. It's just Alex Gilbert. And I created this I'm Adopted project in 2015 because I really wanted to Sorry, I think I'm jumping the train a bit here, but after I met my birth parents, I kept in touch with them. Of course, I keep in touch to this day. And in 2013, after I met my birth parents, I created the I'm Adopted Project, which to this day has just been incredible. It's been, I use that word a lot, but it's there's no other way to really describe it. It's just been phenomenal, I guess, how much it's grown for adopted people as well around the world. I wish I had a platform like this when I did the search for my birth parents in 2013, but now it's incredible because we have these voices, we have this community of adopted people around the world who can talk to each other. Every story is different. There's so many different stories. There's a lot of stories from mostly from Russian adoptees. Some incredible people I've met over the years of just in different countries. I've met people in Russia itself who have adopted children inside Russia to their Russian family. And they're beautiful people, beautiful families, and their stories are just, it's just amazing to hear the stories. And the same with people in America. I've met a few people in America, and I've also met a few people over in Ireland as well. And it's something, and of course here in New Zealand, and to me, hearing the different stories and hearing the backgrounds or how they were adopted about their birth parents, sometimes a lot of adopted people do not want to meet their birth parents, and I completely respect their decision. I never tell them to go and search for your birth parents or anything like that. It's all about making that decision yourself as an adoptee. And if you want to search for your birth parents one day, take small steps and make sure you make that decision correctly before you start because you never know what's going to you never know what's going to happen. You got to be expected you never you never should expect anything that's going to be 100%. It's never going to be perfect. And I you have to always be prepared for anything as an adoptee and that was an emotion I went through before I went to go and search for my birth parents, I knew that I had to be prepared for anything that was going to come my way, no matter what, no matter, I don't have, for example, I don't have a strong relationship with my birth mother to this day, we don't really talk as much, but I've met her about three, four times already, and that's, that's all I, you know, that I'm happy with that, I'm happy I have that connection, I can reach out to her, she can reach out to me, it's very difficult to reach out to her, but we do have a way of contacting each other, but it's not as strong as the relationship with my birth father. But I knew that this might have been the case when I met her for the first time. Everything is just very difficult for her and her life has been hard. So it's nothing that I hold against her, nothing. It's nothing that I'm angry about. I'm just happy that I managed to make that connection as an adoptee. And so that's why the I'm Adopted Project, the I'm Adopted Community Organization, whatever you like to call it, is just very, it's very important for adopted people to reach out to other adopted people. We um, we also have meetups around a few different places where adopted people can reach out, talk to each other, they can meet each other face to face, 
tell their stories. And a lot of people that come to these meetups don't know anybody else that has adopted from, say, Russia, Romania, Ukraine, all those countries or adopted inside America or anything like that. They don't know anybody else until they come, until they come to these meetups and they meet us and they go, wow, I was adopted from Russia. The stories are very similar. They have the similar background. And it's just, it's crazy to see that. And especially when you meet someone else that's also from your orphanage. Like I've met many people that are also from my orphanage since I started, I'm adopted. And I think it's really funny that we, we're like, you know, sometimes we go out, we sometimes have coffee together and we sometimes talk and we always go, do you remember anything from the orphanage? We always ask each other, do you remember anything from the orphanage? Was your caretaker Olga? And I say, yes, she is my caretaker. She was my caretaker, not is my caretaker. She was my caretaker back when I was two years old. And another friend of mine would say, yes, who was also adopted from the same orphanage would say, yes. Olga looked after me as well. And it makes it such a small world. I just think it's crazy how small the world is when you reach out to other people who are also adopted around the world. And to me, that's just, it just it's just crazy. And so that's a bit of an introduction of what I do. And I've been growing the I'm Adopted project more and more. And this is the new podcast that's in relation to I'm Adopted. And I welcome all of you guys. And I hope... And next week, we'll be doing more of these, um, of course. That's what the podcast is all about. We're going to be doing a bit of a story about reaching out to others who are also adopted for episode two. Um, that's something that I really want to talk about, about reaching out to other people who are also adopted and just understanding that it's a good thing to reach out to other people and getting their advice, talking to each other, making friends, and just knowing that, not saying, I don't want to say you're not alone. It's not like that. It's more like, you know, you're not the only one that's ha having these sort of mixed emotions and feelings about wanting to reach out for their birth parents, or maybe you don't want to tell your mum and dad or your family that you want to search for your birth parents. What should I do? This is when it's good to talk to other people who are also adopted. And to me, I believe that is important. So thank you very much for listening to this. And I hope that I didn't drag on too long. Um, but I really want to say thank you to you guys for tuning in for this first episode. And Thank you. And I really appreciate it. And by the way, my Russian is getting there. It's getting better. Um, it's slowly getting there. But I thank you guys. So, спасибо большое. И восем привет из Новой which means uh, hello everybody from New Zealand. Меня Alex Gilbert. My name is Alex Gilbert. Um, thank you. I wish I, I wish I knew how to say thank you for listening. I could probably Google that and find it. I can read the Russian language very slowly, so I could probably pick that up. But let's save that for another episode, I think. Maybe I'll practice more next time. Thank you guys so much. And do check out I'm Adopted on social media, and I'm there as well. Um, everything about my story and my documentary and me meeting my birth parents is on is on YouTube so you can have a look at that as well I am on YouTube um, under NZ Alex Gilbert and all my stories and all my sort of um, advice and my only my daily life sort of stuff is all on there as well so thank you very much and I am I am actually going to be doing more guest talks with other adoptees for this podcast and hearing the other stories is just going to be like a like a eye-opener for, for all of us well more of a i don't know a listening opener i don't know i'm just i'm just getting sidetracked thank you very much and until next time thank you goodbye thank you enjoy the rest of your day everybody thank you